This is a podcast from Sin Media. Previously heard live on Sin 90.7. Broden Kelly, Australian comedian, part of skit trio Auntie Donna, starring a new comedy series, Orange is the New Brown, alongside the likes of Nazim Hussain, Broden Kelly, Tim Minchin, Broden Kelly, and Broden <coughs> Kelly. That's all that matters, yeah. That's good. <laughs> He's been called a rising star of Australian comedy, the best dad in the world, and he can also play the violin. Uh, he has not yet been slimed at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards, but he's come pretty close on two occasions. Have I missed mm-hmm. anything, or that's how beautiful. did you introduce that's, yourself? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the best introduction for me I've ever heard. I, um, <laughs> I would love to be slimed at the Do they still do the sliming Nickelodeon thing? Yeah, they've done it to so. Jack Black about four times now. Oh, it must, it must, get, it must get funnier each time. <laughs> Jack Black is, hits their demo really well. That's good. Go yeah, on, you Jack Black. He's only just finished wiping off the slime from last year. And he's, he's slimed again. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Orange is a New Brown. We wanted to talk about uh, that, obviously. Um, Eddie and I have watched a couple of episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's very funny. Uh, obviously, takes a lighter look at some pretty hard-hitting issues, including mm-hmm. racism, misogyny, and, and Matt O'Kine. Um, yeah. Do you think that Australians are finding it harder and harder to laugh at ourselves and take the piss out of real life? Oh, and that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, don't, I was thinking about this, and, and I thought... It, yeah, it's a pretty heavy first question, I know. Yeah. We'll but, finish asking yeah. the question, and then you can give yourself props for the question. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what we what we need right now? A bit of um, silly skit comedy that kind of takes the piss out of some of these really serious issues. That's, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful question, one of the best questions I've ever heard, <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm so excited to answer it um, because when a good question's put, it's like drinking a fine wine to answer that question, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I was hoping you'd say. Yeah, I um. That's, yeah, the, the show, I sort of came in at the end when uh, the, the, the concept had been done by uh, the production company and, and Nazim. I think, um, I think definitely any chance that Australia gets to look at itself and then you can make public of Australia laugh at something that they might feel uncomfortable with, it's, uh, it's really, it's, I think it's a good thing, particularly on such a primetime network. The most exciting thing about doing this show for me was that uh, sketch comedy or just comedy generally is really, really hard to get on mainstream networks yeah. or has it's been hard to do so for the past maybe 20 years now. Since Skid uh, House. Well, there was Skid... Australians do have a pretty rich history of skit comedy. You had Fast Forward, Full Frontal. That was like Steve Visard used he, to He do knows it. this. Yeah. But, it's yeah. A, but there's a rich <laughs> history of, of Australian comedy yeah. stepping into skit comedy. Yeah, and it's been harder for these shows to um to to sort of continue to to do well. I think I think in a lot of ways, and this uh, I, this is just my opinion, but I think sketch for television is is sort of a dead art form now. Uh, there's so many so many better ways to uh, to do sketch comedy now than um than just hour long shows. Back in the 80s, when talking about the comedy company and also Steve Weizard and Fast Forward and Full Frontal, in that time, you are too. No one else was. Nothing else was on TV, so people would sit there and watch it for an hour. But now, 
when you can go online and watch, you know, whatever sketches or whatever things you want, it's a very different, I think people have a smaller attention span and are less willing to take risks. So if you're going to do sketch now, you've got to have a really important thing. And I think Nazim was really similar to some of the most successful sketch shows globally recently. So in my opinion, the best sketch show that's been made in the last five, ten years would be Key and Peele. Oh, and that is so funny. Well, I'm glad, I'm, I think, I'm glad you actually brought them up because do you think um, some of the attribution to especially Auntie Donna and, and your success is due to this online sketch comedy? Because I would argue that Cam Peel is so successful due to YouTube, um, not so much even though they draw heavily from Dave Chappelle and The Chappelle Show, um, but their YouTube success is really what kind of gave them such notoriety. It's very true. Like if, to really drill down on it, I think um, w- the way that everyone was talking about sh- the, 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 the uh, lineage of the Chappelle show to Key and Peele, um, it's a really good sort of example of how the way people watch TV and particularly comedy has dramatically changed. Like, you, mm-hmm. you boys would be watching it very differently to the way that I watched it and the way that my, your parents watched it. It's changed dramatically. I imagine people now know maybe five or six sketches from the Chappelle show because they've seen them online somewhere. Mm. And yeah, Key and, P's, Key and Peele were one of the <laughs> first shows. Yeah, Key and Peele were one of the first uh, groups who went, let's, let's become successful by taking the sketches that we made for our series and then put them online. And it was one of the smartest things they do. It helped, it helped promote their show and build hype around it. And even if their ratings weren't as big as people think they might have been, the general public consider that to be a very successful show because so many of the videos went viral. But I don't think it's necessarily um, better. It's just that that's the way that people take in media now. It's, it's the the chances of someone listening to this live are less than someone listening to it on a on a podcast or on a on a link later. Yeah. People more often now want to watch things in the when it's suitable to their to their schedule. Yeah, and even even with your um, Auntie Donna live shows, I mean, it's like if you do get people there, um, then you need to go to these extreme lengths to to keep their attention and their engagement. I mean, your shows are just just crazy. Like, there's lights and some of the best dance dancing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just it's just like pow pow. <laughs> it's like pow pow exactly. Yeah. And it, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah our, whole, our whole... Sorry, go on. No, it's, it's, it's just interesting that, like, um, I don't know, people are digesting it in different ways and, and when you've got them there and you need to keep their attention for an hour and a half, like, you guys are jumping around and whooping and hollering. I don't know what I'm getting at exactly, but... No, but um, it's, it's very true. It's very rare now to have anyone's sole attention for an hour. Mm. Very Like, even... I think even kids at school often are looking at their phones occasionally. Like, to have someone's solid attention for, like, movies are the only time I really think about it. When you go to a movie, you put your phone away and you watch something for an hour and a half, two hours. Apart from that, it's very rare that you get the chance to be with someone and tell a story for a really long time. Yeah. Um, And it's it's really important for for different forms. Like, even for music, if... No one makes albums anymore because it's been proven the best way to release music, the most successful way is to release a bunch of singles and um, and see how they go. And then but go on tour. As, 
yeah, and then go on and then go on tour and play all the hits. But like, there's certain things. So a lot of musicians, some of their most powerful work is albums and and how you know Queen's you know Bohemian Rhapsody came out recently. A Night at the Opera. You sit through that whole album and you have this whole experience. Yeah. And I don't think musicians could exist like that anymore. So our live shows, are, we feel really lucky, and that's why we feel a bit different to other like online groups, is because. People might have seen four minutes of us do one sketch, but if you have people for an hour, you get to do running jokes, callbacks. You meet, you get people to take fifteen minutes for someone to feel comfortable with you. Mm. So someone could come in feeling really standoffish and not like you, but if they stick with you for half an hour, they can end up loving you. That's so. Yeah, with our live shows, our whole thing is to try and wow people over an hour. Uh, yeah, which which you don't get the chance to do online. Yeah, and it do means, you need to? Also, do any of you guys do, um, like, stand-up individually? Uh, no, because we're all... Our whole thing, right, was we all went to drama school in Ballarat, to so acting school. We all wanted to be professional, Shakespearean, you know, serious, serious actors. That was our whole plan. And, well, um, Shakespeare's it, not I, that serious, though. Shakespeare's quite silly and, and oh, yeah. very, like, raucous humour. Don't speak ill of the dead. Yeah, well, we were the guys at university who were like, we were always the ones who were taking the funny parts or making serious roles funny. And so when we left uni, we were like, oh, no, there's no work. There's no jobs unless you get a small part on Neighbours or, or you get an ad. But there's no, like, full-time acting jobs unless you're a really high-profile, unless you're, like, Stephen Curry or, or if you're, like, you know, Hugh Jackman, there's no role. Dave so Hughes. Dave Hughes, yeah, Hughesy, who is a comedian, but yeah, but we were like, we were like, what if, let's just try and make a comedy group, because we want to do that anyway, we'll make funny sketches, and then eventually, you know, we'll be, we we can build an audience so that we don't have, we can make a career out of that, and that was our plan, so we thought, let's just, so we've never, the dream for not any of us was never to be stand-up comedians or be comedians, it was more just, we do this funny thing, let's just turn that up to 11 and see and see if we can make a career out of it. Yeah. Well, it seems so, to be a, a sort yeah. of positive things that you guys just kind of got together, decided to just make funny stuff yeah, and be funny and put well. the content out there and it kind of takes care of itself, which I yeah. think is a, the opposite positive of this kind of access to media and, and watch anything at any time kind of era that we're in, yeah. Um, yeah. is that you can just make something that's funny and put it out there, and if it's good, then people will love it. But if it's bad, you'll, you well, you won't get any traction, so it's fine. It's pretty much like no one saw it anyway. Yeah. And we had no idea what we were doing when we did it. We our whole plan. My when I grew up in the like in the nineties, early two thousands, the model for becoming a successful like comedy group was Lena and Woodley. That I was always going by what they did, which was they they did some live shows in Melbourne to small crowds, and then eventually they. Someone invited them to go to the Edinburgh Fringe. You go do that. Um, someone likes you there. You hopefully do well. You come back. You make a TV show for ABC, like a studio TV show. You put that. You put that on TV. People watch it, and then from that, people, lots and lots of people come to your show, and you make a career off that. But so that was my idea. Is like all I wanted to do was get a, uh, a channel ABC, a Channel Two uh, TV show. And uh, so while we were trying to do that, one of the, someone, a producer once asked us, you should put some, film some of your sketches and put them online. And we're like, oh, yeah. That, like, or, or just like film some of your sketches so that we can have a look at it and show it to TV networks. And, uh, and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. And then a friend of Mark said, oh, I'm making this little 
series for Channel 31. Uh, if you guys want to shoot some sketches for it. And we thought, well, well, we have to do that anyway because the producer asked us to. And while we were trying to make that content so that TV people could see that we could do TV, um, one day we woke up and one of the videos that we just put on, the, on, our, on our YouTube channel had like 200,000 views. And we went, oh, right. And so then our, our, mind, our mind frame shifted because we thought, oh, we have a direct connection to people who like our stuff. We don't have to go through Channel 10 or 7 or whatever. We can just put our stuff on a YouTube channel and if people like it, they'll stick around and they can come to our shows. So mm. it was very different for us. We had to sort of feel our way through it. But it's funny now, it seems so obvious for people. And, but it, um, I think it's shifted again. I don't think people can do it the way that we did it a few years ago. You have to really, you have to really strike it lucky. Mm. Well, there's so, yeah, because there is that abundance of content, you really do have to kind of stick out from the crowd or it does have to go viral. Otherwise, you know, a slow build of an audience is a bit tougher. Now, Broden, we're going we're gonna to pivot a little bit here uh, because we, we have some questions. Uh, we met some, some six-year-olds on the tram. And That's nice. It was, Did it you was, approach them? Uh, yeah, we approached them because they were they were playing hacky sack and and um, they had a Tamagotchi that I I had when I was younger and I just went up and I, I I told them we were interviewing you and they gave us some questions that they wanted to ask you. So that's that's incredible that some six, the six year olds playing Tamagotchi. That's inc- this is this is incredible. Sack. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they were super cool dudes. Um, we're actually meeting up with them tonight um, just <laughs> for a drink. But yeah, um, fair enough. So these are some questions that we invited from uh, six-year-olds. They're a bit silly, but they're six-year-old kids, so yeah, you know, they don't know any better. Uh, first one. This one's from Dent. Um, D E N T. Yeah. Why doesn't my dad uh, introduce me to any of his friends? Why? Why Dent? Why doesn't? Why doesn't? It, well, it's, you have to form your own friendships, Dent. Uh, your father worked really hard to... Is he listening, by the way? Oh, I, I believe, I believe I so. All right. Well, well you believe so. Well, at least he might yeah. listen to a podcast. I'll talk directly to Dent, but if this relates to you in the audience, it's like Dolly Doctor. It's like it's, uh, I'm answering someone directly, but this is for anyone who wants to know their dad what doesn't want them to meet their friends. You have to make your own friendships, Dent, or... Other people who this who this relates to. That's your funny. dad made his friends. You make your own friends. You might make friends one day, but they're not your dad's friends. And your dad wouldn't want your friends to be his friends, Dent. Um, okay. Very true. I hope you, I hope you got that, Dent. Um, Dent. Dent. <laughs> uh, this question's from uh, Derek. And Derek. Uh, yeah, well, Derek, but yeah, sure. Derek. Yeah, Derek, and <laughs> like a D comma Eric. No, oh, D E comma E R R I C K. De Eric. <laughs> yeah. De. <laughs> yeah. So this is from D Eric. De Eric. <laughs> okay. Uh, he wants to know, and I think this is between you and Gus, so this is a, a more of a competition Ooh, I'm question. Oh, huh? Yeah. Um, so, Eric wants, <laughs> wants to know, who can spell Broden backwards the fastest? So, I'm going to count down, 
um, from three two. I don't know how you're going to do it, but who can spell N E B R D? No, we hadn't. We hadn't started. <laughs> so who's go- who can spell Broden backwards the fastest? Three, two, one, go. N E B R E D E. I think you missed it. I think he's N E D Broden Kelly. Broden Kelly. Oh, I think you won Broden. that one. Broden Kelly. <laughs> All right. This uh, do I, is, this, is, this, is this possible? This is Broden a... Kelly. <laughs> I think that answers the question. I think, um, I think, I think Eric is, is satisfied. Uh, Eric. Eric doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> about. Eric. This one's from uh, Dirk. Uh, so that's D-I-R-K. Um, that's pretty straightforward, is that, man? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a straightforward name. Why uh, do they all start with D? <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't know. They all went to the same school, so I don't know if that has something... I reckon you talk to six-year-olds. I reckon this is some sort of stin FN setup. Some sort of it's not. government-funded carry-on. All right, so this question's from Dirk. Uh, do, you, do you vape? No, I don't vape, <laughs> Dirk. Well, who is Dirk? That's a private matter, Dirk. <laughs> well, who are you talking to on a tram? Why are you approaching six-year-olds on a tram? That's not acceptable, guys. You're adults now. You're hosting a radio show. To be approaching kids, whether they're playing hacky sack or not, is not a matter. You are adults now. And when you talk to young, you should be talking to their parents on public transport. Just because they're out in public doesn't mean you can approach Dirk, D'Aaron, and D'Eric, and Dent. You understand? And when you ask six-year-old questions, you get stupid questions, aren't you? You sound just like the tram driver. Yeah. You're talking to the tram driver as well? Alright, there's only a few more questions. He's driving a tram, man! He's driving a tram, bro! He's not there to talk to you, he's not your therapist, man! If you want mental health care, you go to a get Medicare rebate, you speak to your GP and you get six free Medicare sessions a year. Don't talk to a tram driver while he's driving, bro, that's how accidents happen. Do you know we had some of the most detrimental flooding yesterday in, like, years? Do you know that? And the tram drivers have a hard day as it is without you talking to them. <laughs> We're getting roasted with that. <laughs> Good thing this is a pre-record. This is the Student Youth Network. You are representing the youth of today. You know, all those kids the other week went out, left school and protested the, the, tr- the way that the government is treating climate change. And you guys are approaching children on public transport and carrying on and saying stupid names, and you're representing the Student Youth Network, NFM 90.7. We're the, uh, we're the best they have to offer, but there's, there's only a few more questions. So this one's from uh, Demetrios. Um, oh, my God! <laughs> that, that's no! A, that's a typical Greek name. The, statistically, the chances of four different six-year-old children called... That their names start with D... Is impossible, guys. Uh, it's, uh, we, were, we were shocked as well, mate. We were uh, seriously mind blown. So th- this one says, "Is Mark from Auntie Donna 
a real friend or a work friend? Would you sleep over at his house if you were sober? I would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely, I'd sleep over. I, I don't feel the need to. Uh, there would there wouldn't be very many circumstances where I'd need to sleep at his house. But in the very early days of Auntie Donna, um, we had to be in the city really early for like our first show, and he let me we, he let me share his bed with him once. Really? Yeah, he was very generous. I, I, we won't share him. Yeah, and one Zach and I, we were in we were in Los Angeles for these for this thing, and we we didn't have much money. It was before we had like management and stuff. And Zach and I once shared a bed. Really? Um, yeah. So I slept with both the boys. Um, so this is the last question from our primary school friends, and he. Yeah, be, be very hey, before you say it. Be very careful about how you what you say here and what the child's name is. Be very careful. <laughs> so, so he wants to. He just wants to ask. You, he wants to ask if you're named after someone, and that's from our friend Droden. <laughs> no, there's no way. What are your? What is your problem, both of you? What is your problem? <laughs> we thought this was a pretty straightforward kind of. It's edit. not straightforward. You've made them up. We'll edit it down. You've we'll made them up. We'll edit it down. Up. We'll edit out the names. It'll be good. No, you won't. <laughs> I know you. I know the Fox Network. I know how you people work. Does but does are you named after someone like an uncle or a father figure? No, I, my name is completely original. I didn't think there was any other Brodens on the planet, but now I'm very gradually starting to meet a few. Well, his name isn't Broden though. His name is Droden. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I know his name is Broden, man, because I know that everyone's name starts with D for some reason, and it's pissing me off. Do you hear me? Yeah, we've, we've, we hear you loud and clear. So, all right, I'm gonna gonna stop this. Um, I hate you both. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put my foot down here. So, hey guys, if you ever want to host Get Serial, then you better get serious because this is not. Professional, is that clear? If you ever want to host Triple M's hot breakfast, if you want to ever host Fifi and Fifi Fev, Byron and Fev, Dave, Fifi Fev, Byron and Fev, Fev, Devin, if you hey, if you ever want to host Fifi Fev, Fifi Fev and Fev, and Whippy, then you better show some goddamn respect. All right. Okay, Broden, we're about to go on air, so we need time to edit this all down. Uh, can we finish off what's next for you and uh, for Auntie Donna? Uh, we're doing lots of stuff, man. We're not doing any live shows next year because we've got a couple of things on the boiler. But um, just keep... If you care, if anyone cares out there, just keep your, keep your ear to the... Ear to the grindstone, and you'll be hearing about it. But we got some cool stuff in the works. CMFM. <laughs> well, thank you so, <laughs> thank you so much for um, chatting to us today, Broden. Um, and I hope you have a lovely day. That was thanks, brilliant. boys. I, I love you both. You've been listening to a Sin Media podcast, previously heard live on Sin ninety point seven. Okay, see you later. Bye bye.